Sweet as Honey, the podcast. Welcome back to the Sweet as Honey podcast. Cause this is called the Sweet as Honey podcast. It's the sweetest 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 honey podcast. Yeah. That was great improv, honey. (laughs) You just carried us through the first 40 seconds of this episode, and I appreciate you. Yeah, you're welcome. Hi, honeybees. It's good to be back. It's Sunday, our recording day, except for... Y'all remember when the last episode that you heard, which was almost two weeks ago, I feel like I should probably publish one today just for the sake of having published one this week, because that is the promise that I did make, and I probably will do that. (laughs) The problem is not having the content. The problem is that I am forgetful and I blinked and then it was Sunday when (laughs) it was like Thursday at the time. So y'all were just going to get that episode on Thursday. But then what had happened was on Wednesday, that was not going to work. But then what had happened (laughs) was, like I said, I blinked and then here we are. So here, here is, hi, (laughs) hello. (laughs) Oh, well, it's fine. Y'all don't pay me. Um, but if you'd like to, I'd probably turn in assignments on time, maybe, because I would have an incentive beyond just guilt. I don't know, guys. I haven't gotten an email from anybody in a while, and I don't know, you guys. I'm feeling... Uh-oh. Nobody's called their mom in a really long time, and that's <laughs> all that I'm saying. No one's been like, hey, mom, just checking on you. How's everything going? Just no one's... I'm just here, so maybe you should like call your mother. That's all I'm saying. Um, I I don't know. Who who knows how long any of us are here at this point? Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Not the uh, guilting. Well, I on mean, a Sunday. <laughs> well, it's the best time for it, I would say. Me myself, that's what I'd say. But yeah, I mean, just we're still working it out, y'all. Mm. It's been a rough time. <laughs> so, and that's something that we're going to address in today's episode. We're gonna kind of catch up. Finally, it's been months of things and we're going to touch on some of those things and some of those things probably happened earlier and I have forgotten them because more traumatic shit has happened. This is not going to be a very trauma heavy, trauma, trauma heavy, trauma heavy episode. Wow. (laughs) So if my brain just did. Okay. So a fun thing that is called a spoonerism. If you get like two words, like miss mismatched like mixed together like mixed together that's what that's called a spoonerism so you're welcome <clears throat> are you okay mm-hmm. i think are you throwing up behind the sofa what are Ew, you doing no. there you, getting okay? a sip of water. you just quietly vomiting um not gonna be a trauma heavy <laughs> trauma heavy episode trauma heavy episode (laughs) i guess is what i'm trying to say it's not going to be a trauma heavy episode you guys so today we're just going to catch you up on what's going on um and then we'll get into some other things we had a really cool visit and interaction yesterday that we want to talk about so um how's it going how are you feeling today you are my sleepy little baby yeah i feel very tired today um i had a very very long week at work you did Um, so, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm ready for a nap, I think. Yeah, my baby. I'm trying to get you to take a nap all day. You don't ever want to take a nap. When I be like, babe, go to sleep. You don't ever go to sleep. But when I be like, honey, how come you always asleep at 830? 
that's why it's like watching a baby fight sleep like you don't <laughs> you don't ever just want to like push the baby down like it's uh, like you know you sleep you just want to like push him down on their little bed and just cover him up and close the door because you know <laughs> to close the door and turn off the lights you'll hear like <sighs> it's kind of like you you'd be like i want to be up and i'm like go to bed though <laughs> like why why are you up looking at me because i want to spend time with you and my my heart's like stay awake <laughs> hold on <laughs> And then my body said, night-night, bitch. Night-night. <laughs> my heart is telling me yes. But my body, my body is telling me. <laughs> You're so dumb. Um, also, fuck R. Kelly. Anyway. um, So. But how are you? I'm okay. I feel a little squirrely. Like, I feel a little, a little spacey. Okay. And, but yeah, like I'm, I'm okay. Otherwise, I just feel a little la 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 today. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think that the last time that we recorded was back in May, <clears throat> May of this year. Oh, uh-huh. uh, as far as a catch up, I understand. yeah, as far as like the the catch up, like yeah. last week, you know, uh, when we you. did our introductory episode when we came back from our break. Yeah, uh, we did not catch up on anything. Yeah. So, um, what has changed? I have written down some events <laughs> to help us. We've had HVAC trouble, and we can talk about that. Um, you can talk about, like, the baseball game. You took your parents to a baseball game. We also simultaneously thought something really terrible was happening at that time. Let's see. I turned 30. I've gone blind. I... <laughs> <laughs> have cussed people out. I've decided I want to file a lawsuit. I've contacted contractors for quotes to do yard stuff. I mean, we've done a great deal of things. A really important thing that's happened is that you've gone back to teaching in class. Yeah. How has that been? Um, well, teaching in person. Yeah. Initially, I was really, really nervous about it. Why? Well, because I hadn't been in an enclosed space with people like that um, mm-hmm. for a while. And so also I had condensed my, the time that my class took virtually is shorter than in person. Yeah. Um, because nobody wants to do five days of virtual learning tonight. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so trying to remember what I did for five days uh, was a lot mm-hmm. going in and making sure everything was completely sanitized, like everything, um, and setting everything back up and making sure that my presentations were what I needed to be, making sure that I knew what activities I needed to do, and uh, just remembering where everything fit. Mm-hmm. And then adapting to the personalities that I would have, in, the different personalities I would have in the room, because that's like part of it part of it that I can't control I could control all of the rest of that Mm -hmm. but I can't control who's walking in did you do you feel more tired oh for sure yeah for sure it uses a lot more energy to be on the whole time um in person because like I don't Sure, I might get a break to go to the bathroom, but Mm -hmm. even on breaks, like, they're still there and engaging. Yeah. It's not like Um, you can, like, 
turn my turn camera, your off. camera off. Yeah. And, and nothing like. You're like, oh, Jesus fucking yeah, Christ. And no, like, no, no, fart no. and <laughs> scratch your butt real quick. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, it just hasn't. It, it's been different. I can't decompress that way. or And not that my classes have been bad at all. Like, in yeah. fact, they've been really awesome mm-hmm. um, so far. But it's still just the energy that I have to exert is a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this week, I had a bunch of loud talkers. So in order for me to still maintain... Um, Control? Yeah. Sometimes when we get off on tangents or coming back from breaks or whatever, like... I can, that's why my voice sounds like this, I feel Mm -hmm. like. So, yeah. It's like you have, I think that I read, I don't know, probably in one of my plant groups or something, or another group on Facebook, someone had posted that like, introvert, it's not that introverts don't have the capacity to be social. It's just you leave the house with like a certain amount Mm-hmm. of energy and when that is gone like there's no more you can't pull it from anywhere else you have yeah. the amount that you have and when that is gone it is gone and I can imagine that trying to figure out you've taken five days worth and compress it into three days mm-hmm. so I imagine Thursday and Friday are specifically difficult um, because <laughs> your body is still kind of like we should be done why yeah. are we still <laughs> doing yeah, this Thursday and, and Friday was de- definitely I was like ah I don't want to be here I just want to be at home like my energy is gone I just mm-hmm. want to be <laughs> I just need people to leave me alone so yeah having to readapt to that um and it's not even that like Thursday and Fridays of the weeks that I had class I would be doing other things mm-hmm. but um and even when I'd started venturing back out into stores like I would teach Monday through Wednesday and then be doing something else Thursday and Friday. So it wasn't the same thing. Mm -hmm. It still wasn't as much energy as class. So, uh, yeah, now I'm very tired. It's it's finally all catching up to me, I think. So, yeah. Oh, babe. And I imagine like I expected you to be really physically tired, too. Because it's one thing if you're sitting down in a chair and you're kind of using your arms Mm -hmm. or just your face or something like that. But you're having to think about how tall you stand and making sure your shoulders are square and your hips are pointed toward the person and you're controlling your facial expressions more mm-hmm. paying attention to the way that you breathe because people can see how you breathe so I imagine having to redirect feelings of frustration or just over like displeasure just anything that's not just positive mm-hmm. um, is I imagine that's really hard after being so removed from that for so long. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, don't get me wrong. It's nice to have like this change of pace and be back in person because in person is so much more impactful. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is, it it uses so much. Yeah. 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 And then making sure my technology works on top of all of that. Oh God. Yeah. And granted it's better in person than virtually worrying about technology, but still. Yeah. Like, my technology stopped working twice this week, mm-hmm. so. I gotcha. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, in-person training class has been fucking wreaking havoc on you. It's also an adjustment for me, because, mm-hmm. again, it's different expectations of when are you going to be home, Um you know, not because I need to know what time you're coming home, but like, you know, is it, do I, is it, 
even though it's not my turn to cook the chicken, do I need to cook the chicken today? Do I have to go get chicken? Am I cooking? Am I not cooking? Yeah. Are you picking dogs. something up? What do I have to figure out? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like the way that I clean and just overall do things is different. Um, beforehand, I was having to try to like I was kind of getting into the groove of staying up late to work. Um, because you were working during the day and now that is the opposite. So it's quieter (laughs) during the day again. But since insomnia is still a thing, it can be a little difficult for me. So I'm trying to (laughs) just when I was kind of getting into the groove of trying to adjust to things that way, I'm trying to do it the opposite way. Yeah. Whatever. Like we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and it makes sense. But I mean, with, if, uh, the Delta variant keeps going the way it's going, in our state, we may be back to virtual oh soon. Gosh. So, I mean, like, guys, like, it's like nothing has changed. Do y'all remember us talking about how psycho all of this was last year? And now I'm just like, okay, like, we've been vaccinated. We anticipated having to get a booster because, of course, I did a lot of deep dive research. Um, if you were following me on Instagram at mm-hmm. that, well, following the Sweetest Honey page, me, on Instagram, for the most part, you would have seen me, like, spiraling, talking about statistics and research and doing all this stuff. So I knew around that time that when we got vaccinated back in May that we probably were going to have to have a booster within mm-hmm. about six months. And then now we're starting to see the articles coming out you know, that people are actually syndicating and posting those articles. Cause you kind of had to search to figure out whether or not you would need a booster six months ago or three months ago or whenever. Um, and you know, now we're starting to kind of get those things recommended to us. And of course, I mean, you know, Alabama, I think is 45th in the country for vaccinations, like at the bottom. <laughs> Um, if, yeah, we're, we're, I just look definitely at the bottom. It's, it's like, we're like bottom five, like not even, I mean, that's not surprising. No, not at all. I was surprised that we weren't dead last. Cause that's where I looked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, there's still we stress were around earlier that this week. So maybe yeah. that's a good thing. Maybe. So it's just, I mean, it'll just be more stress like that. I've come to terms with the fact that I might get into a fight soon. And <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Um, Last week when we were talking about um, having the kid come over and how the kid and I went crystal shopping and there was like a very tall man, a very tall cisgendered white man um, that just encroached on my space. And had I not been with that kid, I probably would have headbutted him in his nose. (laughs) Um, He was that close to me and it would have hurt and I would have gone home and jacked off to the thought of it so um yeah i mean i'm just kind of at that point i'm tired of it and you know we live in a state with a bunch of dumb people that can't differentiate between privilege and rights and what's legal and a mandate and a law and a suggestion and science and i'm just i'm apathetic last year i was like so extremely anxious i don't think that i can be that anxious again like, I, I, I don't think I'm capable of producing that amount of anxiety at current, and I'm fine right. with it. Right. But I think some of the reasons why maybe you don't have as much anxiety is it doesn't seem, while it's, it's very serious, mm-hmm. because of the protections that we have chosen to get, mm-hmm. it's not as extreme for us or Mm -hmm. for my parents or for yeah you know what i mean like those people that you were most worried about it affecting 
are are safer. Yeah. And we're still doing things to keep them safe as well. Like it was scary, like March of last year when we didn't have any information and could not find a damn mask. Mm -mm. And we were all like, we need the N95s. We need the N95s. That's what we thought that we needed. And, you know, it turns out that there were other things that we could have done. So it helped a lot to have those precautions and to have done a lot of research and to make a plan and, you know, just stick with that and I've been doing that consistently there's still hand sanitizer in my car I still use it every time I get into my vehicle same um I still wear two masks anytime I go into an establishment I have gone on a couple outings again I am vaccinated I have been on a couple outings um sometimes if I go like into a restaurant which mostly I'll do like on a weekday anyway um because there's not as many people out a lot of the time I can get away with like finding a secluded table somewhere, but I don't think I'll be eating in a restaurant anymore again anytime soon <laughs> because of the Delta stuff. Yeah. What do you think about that? No, that's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't go out a lot anyway. So. We don't. I mean, like I would always much so rather it's be. Fine. It's cheaper to drink at home anyway. So. Yeah. Um, so... That's been a thing. Um, An acquaintance of ours was experiencing a really, really rough time. So we met their new partner and talked all about their whirlwind romance. And then it ended and that that was a rough time. So there was like a whole day of just a very sad friend. (laughs) And um, that sad friend, I decided to take a shower and wash my hair and Allison was left to talk about feelings. And I don't know why the like 53rd or 54th episode of this podcast would be where you started. But just in case you don't know, Allison is not the person that you go to to talk about all of your touchy, feely Mm -mm, feeling mm -mm, shit. mm -mm. Especially the sad part. That's me. Um, I I know how to how to to hug you or to affirm you and I don't have to tell you that everything's gonna be okay I can just tell you oh sweetheart I'm so sorry how do you feel about that or is there a way that I can help or I you know I mean I'm gonna default to empathy (laughs) Allison is going to default to feeling drained and wanting to crawl under a rock and die (laughs) so um (laughs) that was a a rough day (laughs) for you (laughs) Um, do you remember? Okay, so my birthday is in June. My mother-in-law's birthday is also in the same month, very near my birthday. And do you remember calling to like make sure that Dad had gotten a card? Yeah, for your mom, and he fully thought that he was near where he went to see an Alabama football game. He thought he was in Tuscaloosa. We don't live in Tuscaloosa. No. They don't live in Tuscaloosa. He was fully in the room (laughs) that he spends 80% of his life in. (laughs) Yeah, so early June, I called to be like, hey, do you have a birthday card? And he was like, no, thanks for Yeah, Go ahead and pick one up for me. I appreciate it. I was like, okay, what are you doing? Oh, just hanging around in the rental house in tuscaloosa i was like what rental house yeah the rental house i was like what are y'all doing in tuscaloosa he said well uh we we uh went to see a ball game yesterday it's beginning of june i was like 
what kind of ball game? He was like, football. <laughs> and I was like, they didn't have a spring game or anything. Like, what did you, did you watch a practice? I don't understand. He was like, no, nah, they played a game yesterday. And I was like, okay. So I immediately start looking up and I was like, no, they didn't like... Also, you had called the house phone. Yeah, I called I their house phone the that they panic still have. Set in too quickly because he was so confused about where he was that it took you a couple minutes to realize the number that you called. Yeah, and I was like, "Dad, you're not in Tuscaloosa." I called the house phone. He said, "You did." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Now nah, we're there," and I was like, "Okay, well, um, I'm gonna call you right back." <laughs> Oh, so I try to call my mom and she's at rehearsal and enjoying like, you know, time with her friends on her birthday. And we're like, um, so, is that okay? Is he at someone's house? Did he wander out and ha- has he been abducted? We're going to go. We're going to leave. We're leaving right now. We're going to go to the house check. right now. And I'm, you know, Allison, you were so freaked out. They looked at me and they're like, oh, and I'm like, honey, it's fine. Go ahead. Go take a shower. I'll get dressed. We'll, we'll go. We'll go right now. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Come on. Let's go. And he was fine. So we went and hung out with him for a little bit. Yeah. And my mom nonchalantly is like, yeah, in the morning times that happens. And I'm like. <laughs> By the time we got there, though, she didn't even say that when we first called. So like low key, I feel like she was like, oh, no, they're going to come down here if they're worried. <laughs> so it's fine. And then I'll just ask him if they want to have lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, I was like, now, mom, you could have told us <laughs> that this is kind of normal. Cheryl said, got him. <laughs> <laughs> so that had us really freaked out. But it ended up being like a really beautiful and fun day. Like, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Um, we hung out. Did we play cards? No, we did not. We didn't. So we just, that was just one of those yeah. hours and hours long chit chats. Yeah. Your mom has the best stories and I love it. Oh, they were being really cute on her birthday and they were telling stories to us together. Yeah. And that is my favorite thing that they do. Um, When they, like, they look at each other differently when they do it. They tend to touch each other it more. It evens yeah. the playing field mm-hmm. from that caretaker and person who needs care dynamic that they have a lot of the time and then it like has to make them recall what it was like to just be like partners and when they were first dating or when they were first married or Mm -hmm. you know I just I really really love that a lot and then we've had some awesome things happen like we like my birthday was so gorgeous um I think I've talked about this beforehand but like my birthday was gorgeous um We've been talking, you know, we're always talking about like how to be more intentional about loving our friends and what's important for that. You know, it is super important to me to like understand the people that I have in my life better um, so that I can love them better. And it's really important for me that the people in my life understand me and love me well. Right. Um, I, that's not something that I've always done very well, but being able to step back from social media and stuff has been really helpful. Mm. So do you want to tell them about friendship interviews? Well, I can get us started, but ultimately you, you typically ran the friendship interviews, but Mm. (laughs) basically we realized that like when you and I started dating, we asked each other important questions about how we needed to be loved and what our expectations were, right? And Mm -hmm. then you had, like, this kind of aha moment about interactions with friends because we never really have... 
that kind of intentional conversation um, or think to ask. We're like, oh, we'll just figure it out, I guess. Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you were like, no, now I'm going to have these friendship interviews and I'm, I want to ask these questions and da 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 and see how they respond. And um, I feel like we've learned quite a bit about like our assumptions versus what they actually need mm-hmm. or they say that they need, you know? So um, that's my setup for you to take over because that's as far as I remember. So that, I mean, that's pretty accurate. Um, That was exactly how I felt. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that if you ever did follow the social media page, like, you know that I have not been on social media. I may not go back. Like, I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. Um, And having that separation is a really good way to, you know what they say about like, internet interactions and social media can create a false sense of intimacy and I have had that with lots of people and the true challenge is when you remove yourself from those spaces will those interactions still exist so what I've realized is that there are a lot of people that exist to me only in the space of Instagram Mm. and I only exist to them in the space of Instagram or Twitter or you know whatever um I'm fine if the only place that I exist to you is on this podcast and, you know, or our website. I'm completely fine with that. Um, I'm fine with anybody feeling like, you know, I really relate to this person a lot. And, you know, I exist somewhere in your heart or somewhere in your life or in your psyche or whatever. But for people that are like in person, the people that like my people, my like for real brick and mortar people, if you want to call them that, um, you know, people that you hang out with, I can touch it, you tangible. It's really, really important to me to give those people concentrated and intentional time and love. And in order to love somebody intentionally, I need to know how. Like, you know, oftentimes, like, we think that, okay, well, this is just our friend, da 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 and you just learn them. Because I'm just like, you're not going to be compatible with every friend you have, right? Right. So, in so doing, you know, trying to figure out those compatibility places that we like overlap in the places that we're so completely different because guess what that's an area of opportunity for me so I ask things like what do you need like what kind of friend are you are you the friend that invites people to do things or do you need to be invited do you feel like we always need to have an activity or do you feel like just any time together spent doing something is fine are you the type of friend that I can hang out with in a box Or are you the type of friend that we always, like, there has to be a planned activity? Um, What do you need? Do you have any friendship insecurities? Um, Do you have any friendship fears? Um, For example, for me, a big friendship insecurity of mine, just an insecurity in general, I don't like to feel like I'm not wanted. And for my friends, it's really important that I feel remembered. So if you're not someone who knows how to touch up or reciprocate, That's not going to work well for me. And we like, I'll probably always just kind of hold you at acquaintance or activity partner versus being a friend. Because if I'm being honest at this point, like I have like five friends, maybe. Mm. Maybe five. There's someone that I'm currently kind of like courting to see like if we'll be friends. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, I have like like four or five friends. Like I don't have a lot of friends, and that's that's great. Yeah, you know, I know a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but all of those people are not my friends. And you know, when do you feel the most loved? When do you feel the least loved? Hmm. Um, 
you know, I mean, just things that are important. How much communication do you need? Yes. <laughs> How much is too much? Mm-hmm. What type of, what's your love language? What you're receiving? What you're giving? Like, I mean, just simple questions. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you don't have to do this all at one time or it would be a really fucking cool thing to write those things down and to, I mean, schedule, literally schedule an interview. Be like, hey, best friend, we're going to go get Froyo or tea or (laughs) a drink or um, we're going to go plant shopping and then get lunch and hang out outside on the picnic table and have a friendship interview and talk about what it is that we need and um, ways that we can affirm each other and things like that. I've learned that, you know, I, I do have someone in my life who feels very insecure about being like ghosted. So it's very important that I make sure that that person feels remembered and looked after. And that person also understands the way or that person has been told uh, the way that I prefer to be communicated. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. The way that I prefer to be communicated with and things like that. So it's just a fun idea. I like it. I feel like we've learned a lot in that time. Mm-hmm. And like now we know how to be a better friend to them. And I have a better understanding of like their psychology and their mindset a lot of the time. Yeah. So I don't know. Cause my, <laughs> belief in others is so low <laughs> that uh belief in others here we go yeah that i just a lot of the time assume the worst rather than giving people the benefit of the doubt. same and i mean and honestly like sometimes assuming the worst is like the truth but you know i have i have to let them show me that mm-hmm. so if you tell me oh, we don't always have to do something. Yeah, like I invite people to do stuff too. Then if I invite you to do something five times and then I just stop reaching out to you, I do have the expectation that you, it's your turn. You know what I mean? I'm not going to carry it. I'm not going to be the one to initiate all of the time. Um, And most of my people do really, really well with that. Um, There are some people that feel like I don't need communication every day. And I'm just like, oh, didn't know that about you. So I'll make sure that you feel included. But I also understand that we don't need to have constant communication with each other. I've got somebody else that really, really enjoys constant communication. I have somebody that I need to have a chat with about whether or not we'll be able to continue our friendship. So, you know, um, that was just a fun thing that I do that I think I'll continue to do. Um, I really, really like it a lot. Like dating your friends, but platonically. (laughs) Yes. To see whether or not they fit in. But anytime, that's my thing. Anytime that love and emotions are involved Mm -hmm. in something... Or just more than one person is involved in something. You have to have some type of understanding about how that person thinks, how they receive information, how they communicate, and overall, like, what it means when they treat you a certain way or when they do things, what those things mean. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't know why we're so scared to just, like, ask for that. Like, what better way to get that than directly from the horse's mouth? Right. And sometimes, like, if you would ask me that, I might not have an answer for you right off. Mm-hmm. So just if you guys do decide to try that, like be patient with those people that need to take time to come up with a thoughtful and honest response so yeah. that I'm not just giving you fluff or BS because feeling like I have to answer right then. So I don't know. Maybe I'll put these things, maybe I'll make an, um, 
I will. I will make a blog post on our website, sweetesthoney.love, with these interview questions. I'll make a whole thing. Mm. You can copy and paste it. You can send that to them, um, even if it's just something for them to think about um, until you can get together in person or have your phone call or whatever. You can text it to them or email it to them and be like, hey, I want to talk about these questions. And I hope that that goes well. If you do a friendship interview, will you please email info at sweetesthoney.love and let us know how it goes. I would love to hear how that experience was for you. (sighs) So other things that have happened, uh, there was one week that we had an HVAC person at our house all five days of the week. And it still wasn't, if it wasn't five days, it was four. Mm -hmm. Um, So that HVAC company, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. Um, the way that the owner of that company spoke to me was so awful that Allison actually did have to intervene. Um, so it, it, it was bad guys. <laughs> like it was really bad and it was 80 degrees inside of my house in central Alabama. You guys, we live in Alabama. We're currently under... A heat heat advisory for a heat index of excess of 108 degrees currently. It's super cute. Um, It was 80 degrees inside of our house. And I have three dogs and a bird. (laughs) And we had a... I was going to say... an angry spouse when they are A (laughs) clip trend. A trip planned. Oh, yeah. To take your parents... To an Atlanta Braves game mm-hmm. and I could not go because it was too hot in our house and they kept needing to have access to our house so we essentially wasted money and time um you know I mean they were just wasting my time but we wasted money on accommodations and an extra ticket when it wasn't something that we could have done um there was no way that I could have asked anybody to stay in my house with my animals with it being that I fine. can't board a bird where we live I will not board my like I don't even trust the veterinarians here I'm definitely not taking my dog to like a kennel down here I just I won't do it I won't do it so it was like super stressful and I was really disappointed I've never been to an Atlanta Braves game I really wanted to go but um y'all had never been to an Atlanta Braves game together uh not in the new stadium yeah it took me as a kid a couple of times yeah not in the new stadium um and not in like your adult life, like not no. when you had a choice to get together and no. do something, I think is where I was trying to go with that. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, so yeah, it just would have been cool to be a part of that. So I've been robbed of that. So that's great. And basically like a little man that looked like a toe came into my home and disrespected me and left. Like, Did you say a toe? Yes. Cause that's what he fucking looks like. Like a big a toe, big toe. <laughs> with an ingrown fucking nail. He, okay, do y'all remember those Mucinex commercials when, like, the little mucus dude <laughs> with the little wife beater and the hat on? Isn't that what it was, Mucinex? Was it Flonase, maybe? No, Ugh. it was Mucinex. Mucinex. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, that little dude that they were always trying to get to go away. That's what this guy reminds me of. He was just not good. It was not a good situation, and um, ultimately, I don't think that they should be doing that 
anymore to anyone's house because they fuck something up everywhere they go. I've had Mm -hmm. multiple people reach out to me. It's happened to us. Um, There's been water damage, (laughs) like, you know, in some people's houses and they've replaced things in people's houses and like did not install these very important components correctly like there was a fan that was installed upside down like it was just (sighs) we've spent lots of money so many thousands of dollars (laughs) to make sure everything's running correctly in a brand new house that was built three years ago four uh, four years ago now Mm -hmm. and for them to screw it up like i just Um, I was at my limit. Like, you helped create, like, a little mini rage room for me on our back patio to just... I did. Oh, yeah, fuck my thumb up. Oh, my God. Like, y'all, the amount of rage that I felt towards this man is ridiculous. Yeah. Y'all, I literally put, like, a tarp down. I didn't even put a tarp down. I just let you do it on the rug. And on our back patio, I just moved all the furniture Mm -hmm. off of the patio and I went and got like some terracotta pots and some glass and a hammer and some gloves and some goggles. And I was like, here you go, babe, have at it. <laughs> and we both did. And then I hurt my thumb real bad <clears throat> on a piece of clay or something like a rock or the concrete. <laughs> and my thumb was fucked up for like a week. I have no regrets. I would do it all over again. I don't even no care. Regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Not even a single letter. I felt so much better. <laughs> Threw some corn on and I was like, have that hammer, baby. You get it. And then every time you hit something, I was like, yes, get it. It was great. Oh, my God. So, yeah, like, it's... Uh, then that, like, yeah, so... a, a couple weeks ago, I went blind in my right eye. Oh, my God. So, I could so not scary. see, but, like, half of what was happening in my right eye, like, the top half of my vision was gone. It was just black. And I did not have any pain. I was not having any headaches. I did not injure myself. So, this happened on a Saturday. I woke up and was like, did my right eye open? And then I was like, okay, it did open, but I can't really see out of it. This is pretty scary, but it's Saturday. There's not really anything to do. Looked for the optometrist that I had seen the last couple of years to make sure that she would be available for an appointment on Monday, which was a mistake. (laughs) I went to go and see her on Monday morning and she just seemed to be like really frustrated that she couldn't figure out what was going on. And she just was not very nice to me. (laughs) She was not very nice to me and she was not very patient with me. And I was very nice to her. Like I wasn't doing anything mean or rude or obnoxious, but I was scared. You know, like I was like, well, I can't really see. This is scary. I didn't do anything to cause this. And I'm probably going to make some jokes. I'm going to be cooperative with you. And I know how to like joke and still get what I need to get done done. So I can like make a joke while you're looking at my eyes. Like it's not, you know, a big deal. I'm not wasting your time. You're not having to spend any more time with me because of it. And she would just say things like, okay, you have to focus. And I'm literally like, lady, I fucking can't. That's literally why I'm here. You kind of have to be able to see to focus now, don't you? Now, do you see the problem with what you just said to me? I didn't say that to her. But, but like, she also just completed like a full eye exam, like to get your prescription and everything when mm-hmm. the, like there was no point in doing that. Yeah. Especially because she's going to have to recheck my eyes anyway to make sure that the prescription is correct. Like it, she spent 90% of the time doing that. Yeah. 
and not listening to what I was telling her. I'd even asked her, she's just like, okay, so what do you see? And I would try to explain that to her. But the way that I was experiencing sight (laughs) at that time was very difficult to describe. But I said, if you give me a pen and paper, I can show you what I see. She never gave me a pen and paper um, because I don't really think that she fucking cared. Anyway, she referred me to a specialist. I went to see that specialist on Wednesday. Oh, but talk about the scheduling issues first of all. Okay, so (laughs) I got out of there, still not really able to see. Um, We checked out, paid for everything. And then they were supposed to schedule the appointment for me with the specialist. And then if I needed to change it or whatever, they would just let me know, you know, what happened. So I knew the name of the facility I was going to, but not the doctor. I called. They called me back and let me know that I had an appointment for that Friday in the morning I called the facility to make sure that they no no you're getting the next scheduling mix up so, so what was America, wrong with that I the don't the place the original place that was going to get you the referral said they were to schedule your appointment and you called the next day to follow up because oh you yeah that was anything. America's best you're right and they hadn't even they were like oh no they hadn't even hadn't... scheduled it yet no yeah she was they, like oh yeah well usually we send those referrals out in the morning so yeah. they'll probably just get like they'll and probably get back sometime this morning. And then fucking 10 minutes later, I got a call back saying that they had the appointment. Right. So the scheduling for that was fine. I went to that appointment on Wednesday. Um, The specialist, again, looking at my eyes, not seeing anything sketchy, don't see anything strange, but was like, okay, but since you're experiencing this vision loss, I definitely want to have you get an MRI because he was like, I'm not seeing any of this. So, of course, my brain goes to, okay, this is a second Mm -hmm. professional and he's a specialist in, you know, diseases of the eye. And like the specific issue that I was having, he specializes in whatever that could have possibly been if it was related to my eyes. And he was like, well, I don't see anything. And I was like, yeah, so we thinking that it might be something neurological, right? And he was like, yeah, so we want to check your brain and your optic nerve. Um, so when we left from there, there was a Mexican restaurant magically right across the parking lot. So I went over there and got pretty drunk. Um, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I had a total of two margaritas. Like, it's fine. And a designated driver. Because remember, I couldn't see. So it was totally fine. (laughs) It's totally fine. (laughs) So we went next door, had lunch. And then... And then I got a call from them Mm because they had to schedule the MRI. So I get a call. They're like, all right, Mrs. Walls, your appointment is tomorrow, Friday, something like that. At this time, at this facility, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, great. Thanks. I asked Allison because Allison would have had to take me because I can't see. Allison has to work at a brick and mortar place that they have to get dressed up for and shit. So I'm like, will you be able to take me on this day? Blah, blah, blah. So I think we were trying to get it changed or just confirm the appointment or I didn't know who I was seeing or I needed to check for the prices. I don't know. Like I was having a call back and forth between my insurance company and all of these places that couldn't figure out the schedule. I called the facility. They're just like, okay, well, actually that paper like that request just came in and we don't do contrast you know they want you to have an mri with contrast we don't do that on friday so we can't there's nothing that we can do for here so i go back and forth with these all these people finally get somebody at a different facility that's like well we don't do the contract it's that same girl we don't do the contrast on fridays but i might know some people that can she starts like calling around to places, calls me back. She's not related to any of this. She would not have gotten a kickback. She would not have gotten mm-hmm. anything. This would have benefited her in no way. She was just being kind and right. good at her job. 
and calls me back like 10 minutes later and is like, I've got a place that found you. Cause you know, also we have a pretty high deductible. We don't go to the hospital very often. That's $2,500 per benefit year out of pocket. If you're not familiar with just insurance in general, that means that per our plan, our insurance will only kick in after we have paid into what those benefit types are after we have spent $2,500 out of pocket. Now that also might've been per person. And usually if it is per person per benefit year, um, actually, no, that might've been for our family, but sometimes it is per person. So if that mm-hmm. was the case, we'd have to meet 5,000 as mm-hmm. a family in order. No. So, <laughs> so we had to come out of pocket. For we that. had to come out of pocket for that $1,500 MRI. And <laughs> yeah, so that girl was red. We went and got her like a Starbucks gift card and I was able to deliver that to her after my MRI, um, which was not fun by the way. If you've never had an MRI as a fat person, like they take you and they like put you in a tube. And if you have never had an MRI before at all, and you happen to be a fat person, you don't necessarily know if you are going to fit in that tube or get stuck in that tube. And if you are a fat person who also happens to be claustrophobic, um, I hope that nothing ever goes wrong with you to where you need to have an MRI. Cause I don't really know what how what how they would find the problem because it to have an mri on your head they put your head in a cage and then they put you in this little thing like it feels insane i literally had like i felt like i had like a hockey helmet on but i was also stuffed inside of this tube for how many hours um like three yeah yeah Yeah. so (laughs) that was cute it was like two hours. Yeah. It, the whole appointment took about three about hours, three, yeah. but your test didn't start for a while. But that shit fucking pissed me off so bad. I walked in there and the lady that worked in the front who is elderly as fuck and white as fuck and probably racist as fuck. Why do you think that she's racist? Just because she's white? Yes. Okay. She's old and she's white and she lives in Alabama. And then when she fucked up something by putting in the incorrect information for our method of payment she basically was like digging her heels in well like oh well bitch i don't know what to tell you because it looks like you ain't got no money so i hope you don't got a brain tumor bitch because if so you ain't about to figure that out today because we're not even gonna fucking let you back in between these doors until that payment goes through bitch meanwhile i'm like okay honey they're saying that the card's not working even though allison has very diligently made sure that all of this was where it was going to be and has checked the balance of that nine thousand times that day just to be sure that nothing was going to go wrong to avoid this very thing and it ended up being a use error but she was like well it's not saying that it's accepted or blah 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 blah. i can try a different amount no but when i came in she acted differently yeah like shocking right so she's a racist bitch i don't want to talk about Uh her anymore so that shit broke my heart a lot i was like i'm really pissed off because anybody who like for like i'm fine i apparently get ocular migraines with persistent vision loss don't know if it'll happen again. Don't know if it was triggered by anything. I'm not even 100% sure that that's what it is because what the optometrist says, what it's probably, it's likely. So we'll see if something else happens to it. I haven't really had any headaches um, or anything severe, any other changes in my vision. So maybe it'll happen again. Maybe it won't. If it does, maybe hopefully it happens in this year. So that way, um, if I have to keep paying out of pocket, we can do it all in the same year because I will probably never rack up $2,500 worth of 
Testing. medical related expenses ever for any reason. It's fucking stupid. But it made me so mad when I was sitting there because I was like, there really could be something wrong mm-hmm. with somebody when they come here and they got this fucking old bitty up here looking at the, looking down on them. Mm-hmm. It was very condescending. Because it was very condescending. I was like, oh, bitch, you think I don't have money? Okay, well, let me go get my very nicely dressed white spouse to come in here and fucking be white to you since that's apparently what you need. I did not even have the energy. So thank you so much. You did a really good job with that. Well, I didn't mind <laughs> digging my heels in and being that white masculine energy that I day. stopped talking to her at that point. I was I like, I'm not fucking doing this with you. Just you. Walked I just off walked and I was like, away from her. Okay, I got it. I already know. I walked the fuck off. I didn't say shit because I was like, I will cuss you out. I don't care. I don't care. So if your fucking racist ass grandma is working somewhere and I need to get an MRI and I'm scared and she's being a fucking bitch to me. Oh, well, if your grandma gets slapped or cussed out or both, <laughs> she needs to stop being a racist bitch. Stop hiring racist people to do shit and interact with the public. Okay. Cause it's niggas in public. Okay. Well, well, anyway, that shit made me so mad. She was treating me some type of way. Anyway, speaking of old white ladies, but not racist old white ladies, we hung out with my mother-in-law yesterday and it was a very cute time yeah and i want to talk about that experience because <laughs> we got to experience your mother do you love that segue um speaking of old white ladies um, <laughs> well she did have a very similar vibe or like look to my mother she did but cunt yeah. um like if my mom wasn't a nice person yeah, yeah. or at least didn't pretend to be yeah. most days. i love your mom um so we hung out with your mom yesterday Mm -hmm. and how okay before we talk about yesterday's visit how would you describe your relationship with your mom um i would say that it is codependent um not as much as it used to be but Mm -hmm. like our vibe growing up felt very codependent um and i felt like i always had to achieve and be the best to get her approval i want to be the very best um and i was very much so the golden child like even though you're not supposed to have favorites as you know as a parent i know that i'm my mom's favorite my sisters know that i'm my mom's favorite Mm -hmm. whereas like my middle sister is my dad's favorite okay actually your wife is your dad's favorite okay well that's very i sorry i meant okay you're right (laughs) so You're right. So anyway, uh, so so now, like, we had a tumultuous time around my coming out, um, but we've both worked to get back to a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, a healthily codependent relationship. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't realize the codependency wasn't healthy until recently, too. So, you know, in the past five years. So... <laughs> Anyway, so uh, yeah, now I feel like we're we're at a good spot, and overall, but but I feel like a lot of the times she doesn't let her guard down fully, and so you only get like the most what she would think is like a good best impression of mm-hmm. her. Uh, so yeah, but yesterday she actually let her guard down and was very honest and transparent with us and. It was cool to just see her be herself yeah. for a while. Do you feel like you know your mom just as a person? Um, outside of being a wife or outside of being an educator or outside of who she is in the community? No. Yeah. No. So how was that experience for you yesterday getting to see the 
human parts of her? Um, it was really cool um, to see that and to have her be vulnerable mm-hmm. and share things because that's not in her nature for real. Mm-hmm. So, so it was really cool just to have that experience. Yeah. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. I'm pissing you off. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just me being a bossy producer. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. How was this visit enlightening for you? Like you say that you talk about her being more human in what ways? Um. So, I mean, like emotionally, she was just very stifled mm-hmm. um, a lot um, and like just if things weren't going well like you just shoved it all down and kept going mm-hmm. and so now I have a like from stuff she shared about her childhood and um, earlier experiences in life I better understand why that's her response um you know, because of those experiences to protect yourself or whatever it may be, uh, that makes sense. And I get why she would do that now. And I also understand now why, like, she just wants to do things all on her own and doesn't trust other people to help. Um, or always thinks that, uh, like, even the people that she doesn't like or doesn't respect, she still wants them to respect and like her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this all sounds so familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was just interesting to finally have these missing pieces of the puzzle to have a, a clearer picture. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to get a clearer picture now. I still don't have all the pieces, right. but starting to get a clearer picture and it's starting to come together. Yes. Like, I feel like all of the edges are connected now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, now we can start working Allison on Allison really likes puzzles, by the way. I don't know if that's something that you all know about <laughs> them, but they really enjoy puzzles. Like, we have, like, a felt puzzle mat for Allison. Um, when I went and picked up a plant mm-hmm. uh, from Lisa, mm-hmm. Lisa had a puzzle table. And I was like, mm. should I get a puzzle table for Allison? I would like a puzzle table. That'd be cool. I'll put it in my office. Yeah. Because um, then I can sit on the couch and do my puzzles. Right now, I can't do that. I sit it in the floor. Yeah. And the dogs are going to come over and walk on it and mm-hmm. lick it. and Lay down and roll over it. And, <sighs> and then Nani will run off when she hears you. <laughs> like and your then whole all puzzle the pieces just scatter <laughs> and fly off. <laughs> And you just hear cursing and a door she's slam. She's so cute, but she's the worst. She's truly the worst when you're trying to do anything in the floor. She is. She's like, ooh, are you down Let here for me? Let me get in your me? way. Are you down here for me? Can Let I me help? What way. are you doing? I'm so curious. What is this? Oh, it smells good. Can I lick it? How does it taste? Oh, it's dry. This side is dry, but this side is like shiny. What is yeah. this? Oh, delicious. <laughs> do you feel like you and your mom have more in common or less in common than you initially thought before that conversation how similar did you think you were and after that conversation how similar did you think you were 
Before that conversation, I would have said that we're fairly similar. Mm -hmm. Um, And after, I would say that she's actually more similar to you. Yes. And that was a weird realization to have because Mm -hmm. I've always thought that you were more comparable to my dad's personality. Uh And then, uh, because we convinced my mom to take the Enneagram personality test. And so we learned that she and Tiffany are the same type. Uh, Our wings are different, but yeah. yeah. Which which explains some of the the differences in the way y'all go about things. Like I get that, yep. but but still, like the amount of commonalities that y'all have, I was like, ooh, yeah, this is weird. Yeah, like we connected a lot yesterday, your mom and I, like yeah. physically as well as like I was like crying. <laughs> your mom shared something very vulnerable with us, and mm-hmm. like my mother in law likes hugs. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like. And she definitely likes hugs after the last, like, after the pandemic. Like, your mom, like, any if you want a hug, you go find my mother-in-law. She will hug you. It's, like It's true. That is how she's feeling right now. Like, she is like, I never thought that hugs would be scarce. And now that I know that hugs can be scarce, I want 96 hugs if you will hug me. Um, and honestly, I feel that. So we hugged, like, 86 times yesterday. And, you know, like, she, you know, shared, she had this moment of vulnerability with us and you know she was just kind of very matter-of-factly telling this story and I said are you okay do you do you want can I do you need a hug like do you need some type of physical you know I was like do you want me to hold your hand do you want me to touch your arm do you want me to rub your back do you want a hug because it was just a moment that I identified as like wow what a big thing like I just want to acknowledge how big this is and if you need something to help you feel more grounded um because it was such a big thing with a lot of big feelings, I'm sure, to share. You know, like, can I help to ground you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does your nervous system need to be squeezed? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just really, really cool to be a part of that. And even to feel, like, included um, with what she wanted to share. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, hey, like, I can, y'all can totally have this conversation. I can, like, run to the store real quick. I can go hang out with Dad. I'll go hang out with Dad (laughs) downstairs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll go laugh at him, watch the Travel Channel downstairs. and Or or the Braves game. Right. And she was just happy to just talk. And we've never... She was in a very chatty mood. She was. We were there for, like, six hours? Five hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I mean, but that's pretty typical of when we go over there. We're usually there for that long. And when dad's in the mood to play cards, we'll play cards for about 45 minutes. And then after that, he is, you know, we will like, we play a game. Like we play a game up to. Yeah. 500. Yeah. Maybe he seems so interested in the personality stuff. Like he desperately wanted to be a part of it. So maybe when you go see him, you could. uh, I'll just circle him. Like I can print him off. I can take the, I can ask him the questions. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Maybe he would have the patience to do it with you because I think if mom or mom or I ask him, if we have to repeat the question, we'll be like, we said. Just tell me. And I'll be like, okay. So like. Just stop making a joke. Just make a choice. God. And then I'd be like, okay, (laughs) do you you just need a minute to just be goofy? We could be silly for a minute. That's fine. You know. I just don't have the patience anymore. He appeals very much to my inner child. Yeah, I got you. Your dad's energy is very much like Pop-Pop's energy was before he Mm. died. And I think that has a lot to do with why I feel so bonded to him. Because it was a very similar dynamic with me and Pop-Pop too. Where, I mean, he was just a ham. And he was just silly and would just say silly stuff. But your dad is like way more obnoxious like I am than Pop-Pop was. Pop-Pop was still very reserved. Yeah, I got you. But it was still very sweet because my grandfather like... It's not my biological grandfather, 
well, I mean, like, he's not in it, he's dead now, but, like, he wasn't my biological grandfather, but he was not there for his biological children the way that he was there for my mom and with mm. us, so he has, like, a ton of children and a ton of grandchildren that, like, never saw him, oh. and we got him all the time. Oh. I know. Well, hmm. you deserve to have somebody all the time. I did, even if it was just for 12 years. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, it wasn't even 12. <laughs> he died right before my 12th birthday, now that I think about that. He passed oh. away in April. My birthday's in June. Damn. Oh, pop, pop. Why have I never made that connection before that I was just, whatever. Anyway. Um, so, yes. Oh, they also, at, uh, while we were eating lunch, my dad, uh, I was afraid of the comment he made because he was asking about your hair. He mm-hmm. was like, is your hair naturally that cu- curly? Mm-hmm. And I was afraid of where it was going to go. I was going to be like, Dad, don't ask to touch your hair. Don't ask to touch your hair. Don't ask to touch you your You know hair. what? I even thought to ask if they wanted to touch it. Because those are my people. You know I understand. But he didn't need to ask to touch it. But, like, but he also, doesn't understand that boundary either. Some people are going to feel some type of way about this when I say it. And I don't care. But like... My relationship with my father-in-law is my business, and my relationship with my mother-in-law is my business, and my relationship with my white wife is my business. Now, I'm not just out here fucking cooning for white people, okay? Mm-hmm. Let me just go ahead and mm-hmm. <laughs> let y'all know that shit right now. But sometimes people are just curious, and sometimes people treat you well and treat you nicely and don't objectify you, and it is just innocent curiosity. If white girls were not always so like, oh my gosh, please take my hairbrush and brush my hair for me... How many of us would know, with like coarser textured hair, would know what white girl hair felt felt like, if they weren't just like into grooming? Because I've, I, I, didn't you always have friends that like mm-hmm. wanted it, white people like to be petted? I don't know what that's about, but like I would always have like white friends when they would get buzz cuts, they knew that they would like fight over the seat in front of me in class because I like to touch it and they like to get their heads rubbed. If I had, like, a friend with, like, really long hair, yeah, I just like to, like, play in hair. So they'd be like, yeah, you can take my, will you brush my hair? And I'd be like, sure, brush your hair. You know. So whatever. That's just always been a really sweet thing. It feels vulnerable. We're all animals. I think that we forget that. So when we do, like, these social and intimate things, you know, some of us might think about it as, like, objectification. And sometimes it is. Like, sometimes genuinely. If I go outside and it's some fucking random white person that's like, oh, my God, your hair's so cute. Can I touch it? I'll punch them in the face. (laughs) If it is my very old father-in-law who has probably never touched a black person's hair before. Well, he probably did just without their permission. Oh, I would hope not. Well, he he's never had much self-restraint <laughs> when it comes to his curiosity. But I don't know. Like, do your parents either. have black friends? No. Exactly. So, like, you know no, what I mean? Like, my sister... Just the one big guy friend? Just him? Yeah, and they didn't, like... They were deathly afraid that she was going to marry him. Yeah. Yeah. This was forever ago, though. Yeah. Um, Years. <laughs> this was in the 90s. Yeah. You know, back when that was illegal. Um, I'm kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> kind of. But. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Like, I don't. I wouldn't have taken offense to that. Well. And also, I think that we have reached a point now. I think that, like, I can handle them. Like, if I need to handle them, I can. You don't have to worry about being like the, oh, I could be like, Dad, that is not appropriate. Don't don't say that. Okay. That's a shitty thing to say, Dad. Don't say that. That's not nice. And okay. this is why. Okay, just checking because, you know, I will always stand up for I you know. if I need to. But, but I also feel like he and I have worked on our relationship enough. Like, okay. I feel like he would feel safe enough 
<clears throat> to ask and mm-hmm. however I would respond, he would just have to respect that. But it wouldn't be, you know, a big scary to do. I'd be like, yeah. Or I'd be like, no. Yeah. Uh, and then occasionally or be when like, he gets in his certain moods, when he's just being obnoxious and just wants to push your buttons. Mm-hmm. And you just walk away pissed off. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to walk away pissed off. You just walk away. What's he going to do? Follow you? He can't walk that well or that quickly. He's Unless in pain a lot. stuck in a car yeah. with him. Well, so. I don't be stuck in a car with him for that long. I didn't do it on purpose. I also don't have those experiences. Now that I think about it, I've driven him around a good bit and he's never. Well, usually he doesn't say any of that to me either. So uh, his, he was, I think he'd gotten to his pain threshold. He'd been in the car a lot. He'd been pushed around a lot. He was probably experiencing that. He tends to be more of an asshole when, when he's in a lot of pain. Like a cranky baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My, very similar to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Cranky babies. Little cranky babies. <laughs> but yeah. And even if I did let him do that, I'd be like, you may touch my hair this one time. That doesn't mean touch my hair every time you see me. That I may not be in the mood for that. <laughs> that doesn't give you permission and to touch And don't you else's. dare ever ask another black woman if you can put your hands in her hair. Do not do that. And if you have any other questions, we can talk about why. But I'm letting you know, I'm not bullshitting with you. You have to be serious <laughs> if we're going to have that conversation. Okay. You know, and then based on his response, you can either do it or not do it. You learn a lot about people when you give them options. Mm. That is like the biggest thing that I have learned. And on my time, during my time on this planet, <laughs> when you give people the option, if you let people know you can show up for me or don't show up for me and you equip them with the information, they'll either do it or they won't. When you give a person a choice between two things and you don't try to sway it, just let them pick. Mm. Like just let people when that that's what it means when they say let people show you who they are. That doesn't mean try to test them. It doesn't mean like put conditions on things. It's just like just observe. Just see what they do. When people just see what they do. When they have the opportunity to do whatever. Just see what they choose. People will always show you who they are. Always. And if you're not so sure, give them a second option that'll confirm that. That's all I'm saying. That's how I figure out. That's how I gauge your mood. You in the <laughs> mood for this? Or are you in the mood for this? <laughs> or when I say, what kind of mood are you in? That's, that's too, I'm like, I don't. <laughs> and then I'll start to go, are you, <laughs> are you this? Are you this? Mm. Are you this? Are you this? Mm. I think that for, oh my God, have you trained me to only give you like couples of options at a time? Because when I think about it, I'm like, I think I stop at four. <laughs> well, anything else is, a, is way too many options, so. Hmm. Something else that you've trained <clears throat> me to do is like an interview style things. How you're not supposed to ask closed-ended questions. I can ask you a closed-ended question because you're going to make it an open-ended question whether I asked you for the details or not. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I don't even need to write it that way because Mm-mm. you're going to tell... Okay, I'll ask you one question and then you'll answer the next six questions that I have. And that first question will be phrased as a yes-no question. I've learned. I have learned. I love that about your brain, though. I don't ever have to wonder. Mm-mm, I'll just tell you. That, but that's only with certain people. Like, if other people ask me a closed-ended question, usually my response is going to be yes or no to make a point. 
So I wonder if that's just us adapting to one another because maybe. you know that I'm going to ask you to elaborate. So you just do. I just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. So maybe you've trained me to answer that way mm-hmm. and not the other way around. Just like Nani has curious manipulated me to get up and give her a, a treat first thing in the morning. I like that you were about to spell out treat. I was going to spell out treat. Dogs. I'll go out there right now and be like, you want a treat? And then go in the room and close the door. Oh, no. Stay humble, bitch. Oh, no. <laughs> you stupid. <sighs> well, that's the catch up episode for you guys. I think that my spouse would like a nap. So I am going to go tuck in my little cranky baby. <laughs> and remember, please do... Um, visit our website, sweetesthoney.love. You can email us at info at sweetesthoney.love. Please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Um, rather than subscribing, I'm sorry, you should follow us on Apple Podcasts. I hate that it's called that. But anywhere that you listen to podcasts, please do subscribe and rate and share it with a friend. We appreciate your listenership so very much. We hope that you have a great rest of the week and we'll talk to you next week. Bye! Bye.